We chat a lot about building your brand or business online on this podcast, but what about a personal brand specifically? What if you are trying to build a brand that is centered around you and sharing your life with your audience? Here's a quote that I think you might find interesting from Gary Vaynerchuk. Have you heard of him? I'm sure you have if you've spent any time in the online marketing world. Here is what Gary has to say about personal brands. Documenting your journey versus creating an image of yourself is the difference between saying you should versus my intuition says. Get it? It changes everything. I believe that the people who are willing to discuss their journeys instead of trying to front themselves as the next big thing are going to win. Gary is actually the perfect example of a personal brand. Most of us know him for his advice about social media and entrepreneurship, but did you know that he was first known as a wine critic who expanded his family wine business through an online video show? Now he's really more known for his work in digital marketing and social media, but he was able to pivot and continue to grow and expand his business because all along his presence in the wine world, his presence talking about sports and digital media has all been strung together through his personal brand. If you want the formula for personal brand success, stick around and grab your pen and paper, everyone, because I'm going to tell you exactly how to set up your personal brand for success in today's episode. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. we dive into all the juicy details, you know, I have to give a massive shout out to the review of the week. This one is titled perfect podcast for creators. And it is from mega. They write, I always leave with so much value and actionable tips from Katie's podcast. I love how vulnerable she is with the personal side of business too. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for leaving this really kind review. If you're a regular listener, then you know that ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are some of the biggest ways that you can support the Creator Club podcast and enable us to keep investing more time and resources into making this a helpful show for you. So if you've been listening for a while and you haven't taken the chance yet to go and let us know what you think of the show in a review, please go ahead and do that now. It really means the world to me. And if you are not an Apple podcast listener, the next best thing you can do is share the episode from Spotify to your Instagram story, or maybe take a screenshot of the show and share it to your story. And make sure you tag us too at Creatorly Media, because we always love to see you all sharing about the show on Instagram and have a chat over there. So thanks again so much for listening. Thank you for leaving your reviews. And now that we've got that out of the way, let's dive into this week's content. 
Before we dive into the steps of building your personal brand, let's figure out exactly what a personal brand is. A personal brand is when you, as a person, take center stage of the brand. You are the main circle in our Venn diagram. Your logo would most likely be your face and everything that is discussed or presented on your online platforms has a direct connection to you, your interest, your skills, and your opinions. Whereas what we would call a business brand or maybe a professional brand would solely focus on the business. The logo might be an actual like graphic symbol that represents the business and the topics discussed on the online platform or the services or products offered. And everything in terms of the content strategy would relate back to the goal of making sales for products, services, whatever offers that business might have. So really the balance is going to be here, whether you want to frame your content around a portfolio of product, service, and offerings, or if you want to frame your content around you as a person and the audience that you want to relate to. So what are the benefits and challenges of building a personal brand? You might be thinking about, you know, starting a new account on Instagram or kind of starting a new online venture. You might have a specific audience in mind or a specific niche. And if you're in that position, how do you decide whether to take the route of a personal brand or a business brand? And I can tell you, I have done both. I've seen the benefits and disadvantages of both along the way, especially recently now that we have created the Creatorly Media brand, which if you're not already, make sure you go follow at Creatorly Media on Instagram. So that's obviously the business brand for the agency that I created that, um, you know, provides services around social media marketing and content creation. And then of course I have my personal brand, which is just Katie Steckley. And that has now pivoted towards, you know, me sharing encouragement and inspiration to other content creators and also just talking about the kinds of things that I care about. In my opinion, the biggest benefit of having a personal brand is the flexibility of the content that you can create. This is about you and your interests after all. If you are in a season of your life that you're traveling a lot, you might talk about that topic with your personal brand. But, you know, maybe things slow down or maybe you're forced to stop traveling due to a global pandemic. Then maybe you pick up a new crafting hobby at home and you decide to share that with your audience. You can do that because the center of the brand is you. And as long as those different subtopics that you pivot between are relevant to the audience that found you for your kind of original subject matter, then you're golden. So for example, in the ones that I just listed, if you think that the demographic that follows you that really likes traveling would also be interested in crafting or DIY, then you'll have a smooth transition. However, you might run into issues if your original personal brand is really focused around social media marketing, for instance, and then you try to pivot to something completely unrelated like, say, van life. You can tell maybe I have a little bit of personal experience here. Honestly, this is something that I wanted to talk about partially because it's something that I'm currently navigating. And honestly, I really believe that when it comes to sharing my tips and advice with you, I want to come from a position of somebody else who's on the journey alongside you. I have a lot of experience. I've been doing the social media thing for like a decade now, which makes me feel kind of old to say, uh, but it means that I have a lot of experience experimenting, obviously working with clients, but I'm still figuring it out too. And so obviously over the past several months, I've discovered that 
Sometimes, even if you have a personal brand, pivoting to a different subject area can be a bit of a challenge. So you need to make sure that it lines up with your target audience if you want to see that success right away. You know, pivoting when your audience is interested in something totally different might be a little bit more difficult and take longer, but it's still possible. But the point is, a personal brand does allow you to make that pivot, no matter how difficult it might be if you're making a really big leap. However, a business brand is going to be a lot more limiting because something as essential as the name is probably going to be deeply connected to what you actually offer and talk about. So pivoting when your name kind of means something else, you know, that's going to be a lot more difficult. So with that being said, let's talk about the formula to building a successful personal brand online. Hopefully what we've just chatted about has given you a bit of a sense of what direction you want to take if you're just getting started out, whether a personal brand makes the most sense for you or if going the business brand route makes more sense. I will say, just as one last caveat before we dive in, I think when you're first getting started, a personal brand can take longer to build up because people don't know who you are. They might not know right away what you offer. But if you create a business brand, it's going to be very obvious from the hop what you're offering and what value people are going to get out. So let's just take, for example, the two brands that I'm kind of balancing online. If you come across creatorly media on Instagram, you know right away, okay, this is about like content creation or just creativity. Um, Maybe it's a media agency and you're going to know right away what content you're getting out of that. With a quick scroll, you'll see, okay, we share memes that are like relatable to content creators. We share tips and tricks about social media marketing and content creation. However, if you go to say my personal Instagram, it's not going to be obvious right away what you get out of that. If you like don't know at all who I am. So that's kind of, you know, the pros and cons of it. However, like I was saying before, You know, I did start out that way with my personal brand on YouTube. I was just Katie Steckley and I was talking about Instagram and social media marketing and all of that stuff. And eventually people did come to know me for that. And I think that, you know, even though creatorly media is a lot newer, that's kind of part of it. But my personal brand has a lot stronger brand recognition. A lot of people remember me more because they remember human faces. A human face is always going to be more memorable than a logo. Uh, We're like physiologically designed to recognize other human faces. So, you know, I think that that has a lot of lasting power because of that. But in terms of the initial getting to know a new brand online, having a really clear name and, you know, logo or whatever that tell you right away what the subject matter, what the value add is, is going to help you in the early days, just build up that, you know, first round of followers. So they kind of have different advantages that way. One is easier at the startup point, one gets easier in terms of longevity. So that's another thing to consider. But assuming that you clicked on this because you want to move forward with a personal brand or strengthen your existing personal brand, let's talk about the steps that you can take to make that happen. The first thing that is so essential to a successful personal brand is building your foundation. So the first step in building your personal brand is building the foundation. For example, a really great way to visualize this and start to work this out for yourself is by building a web diagram. 
You can take a piece of paper or if you're a more digital person like me, you can use an online diagramming application called Lucidchart. And starting with you in the center, start brainstorming the various topics that make you up as a person. Then you can go out even further, breaking those topics down into subtopics and so on. So for example, for myself, I would get out a piece of paper and write Katie in the center. And then going out from there, I might like draw a line to topics such as social media marketing, digital nomad, van life, lifestyle, minimalism, all these different things that I'm interested in, right? And then from there, I might do another layer out. So from social media marketing, I might branch off from there and write like Instagram tips, podcasting tips, YouTube tips. From van life, I might branch out and say like travel, tiny living, sustainable living, whatever it might be. So you kind of get the picture. You can do the same thing for yourself. And this is really going to help you outline what your personal brand is going to consist of. And this is also going to help with your content strategy later on. So I would definitely recommend that you do this either on an online program, like I mentioned, or just on a piece of paper and try to write down all of those different topics and interests that sort of orbit you as a person. The next important step to building a successful personal brand is doing the research. So once you've got your web diagram of ideas laid out, it's time to start diving in and researching them. Even though having a personal brand does provide you the flexibility to focus on multiple different topics that surround you as a person, if you want to be successful and grow your brand, you have to be strategic about the topics as well. At this point, you will have a list of various topics you could possibly talk about. So it's time to figure out which of these topics will provide you the most success and growth online. So yes, even though we have the flexibility to talk about whatever we want to talk about, that doesn't mean that talking about whatever we want to talk about is going to be successful. So this is where we need to do some research and put some strategy in place. If you're planning on having a YouTube channel, YouTube would be a great place to start your research. Just start searching your various topics and see what other videos are being posted in these areas. How are they performing? Check out the views, check out the number of comments. You could also use an application like TubeBuddy. That's a real favorite of the Creatorly Media team when it comes to our YouTube strategy. And this application will allow you to get further details on video topics as well, such as how well your keywords rank in YouTube search something I do for every video I produce. Now, if you're more focused on starting your brand on Instagram, I suggest finding some other personal brands that have similar interests to you and see what they're doing that's working well for them. Chances are, if you're thinking about doing this on Instagram, you likely already follow some personal brands that have inspired you to get started. So check out their profiles, maybe even make a short list of the different types of things that they talk about. You know, you could even brainstorm, you know, one of your favorite creators, get a piece of paper out, write down a few of the sub topics that you kind of know them for, scroll through their feed and just start tallying how many of their posts are about each of those topics. And you'll quickly see what their most popular topics are, what they post about the most often. And you can also take note of what their engagement looks like across those different subjects. You could also do some research on the hashtags surrounding your topics and see how they're performing. The goal here is to find a balance between what you're passionate about and what your ideal audience would actually enjoy slash what's performing well in your target demographic or target niche. At the end of the day, the best way to see how well a topic will perform online is to test them out on your various platforms. So there comes a point when you just need to start posting, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. 
and then kind of move forward from there. Trial and error is really going to be your best friend, but it's nice when you get started to have a little bit of a plan to guide your direction. So don't be afraid to go out there and look at what other people are doing. Take notes on what's working well for other people, what's not working so well, and then try to find some crossover some alignment between that page of research that you did and that web diagram that you drew earlier. Once you start to see what topics are performing the best, what your target audience is most interested in, then you can start pulling out specific, what we'll call content pillars in the future from that web diagram of topics surrounding you. Now that we have built our foundation and done our research, we need to determine our target audience. So that is the next step in our personal branding process. You have to ask yourself, who are you creating all this content for? Let's just keep using web diagrams because I think that's a really helpful tool for ideation and visualizing all of your different thoughts here when it comes to your brand. Start by drawing a stick figure in the center of your paper, or if you're super artistic, then draw the person you envision when thinking about your ideal audience. I mean, you'd be way more talented than me if you're able to do that. So for those of us that are more, you know, technical minded, a stick figure will do, but feel free to get your artistic side out for this. So once you have that set up on your page, ask yourself, who is this person? What are they interested in? What are their hobbies? Where do they like to eat and shop? Do they prefer coffee, matcha, pop, or water with cucumber slices? Are they active or more relaxed? Are they productive or procrastinators? What's their age? Dig deep and figure out the ideal person who would follow your online platforms and start to fill out your web diagram from, again, the center out of details about who they are. You can start by using bigger, more broad categories, and then start to narrow it down as you get further out on the page. You can even take this one step further and give your ideal audience a name. Let's say you named your ideal audience Beatrice. In the future, when you're brainstorming content ideas, you'll ask yourself, hmm, would Beatrice enjoy this piece of content? Pin this web diagram in your office or take a photo of it to keep as your desktop background or somewhere on your laptop or phone. That way you can always be reminded of who you are creating this content for in the first place. And I think that's a really important guiding thing to have in place, especially as a personal brand, because for a lot of us starting out personal brands, you can feel a little bit directionless. Trust me, my friend, I have felt directionless many times throughout my journey as a content creator. And so it's important to have that guiding structure in place of who you're creating the content for. Because like I was saying at the top of the episode, flexibility is a major benefit of a personal brand, but it can be kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time, because sometimes you can be left feeling like, what am I supposed to talk about? Like, what am I going to say here? I don't, I don't have any kind of structure. So it's always helpful. I always say creativity thrives under constraints. So one of the constraints that you can give yourself when you're building a personal brand is a really clear target audience. So figure out who that is, give them a name and always come back to them when you're not sure what to create. The next step in a successful personal brand is to develop a really strong content strategy. So we've built our foundation. We did the research to find out what topics we should focus on first, and we determined who we're targeting. Now what? It's time to pull all this hard work into action by developing a content strategy. 
With a personal brand, you will be putting a lot of you into your content. So planning is key. You might need to plan a brand photo shoot or even stop midway through an afternoon walk to snap some photos or film a reel. Once you plan your content for the month, I would make a list of what visuals you need and how you're going to gather all of the material you need to create that content. Back in September, we did a live content planning workshop where we walk you through our signature content strategy planning process and help you create your content plan. The replay of the full workshop, which is over an hour long, and the Q&A, which is an additional half an hour, can be purchased on our website at creatorlymedia.com workshop. If you haven't already, I suggest grabbing this replay. It's a super detailed workshop that can help you develop a content strategy for your brand, and you can watch it back anytime. You'll have access to this forever, so you can re-reference it, go back, watch through it whenever you want. I think it's a super helpful resource, especially for personal brands. But since we're here today, we're here on the podcast, I'm going to give you a few main tips for developing a good content strategy. The first one probably the most important is to be vulnerable. By being open on social media, we can build real relationships with our community online and ultimately help others feel less alone, which I think is what so many of us go out to start creating content with the goal of doing. So don't be afraid to share your more vulnerable side. And even though it feels scary, it will be super rewarding and it'll help your content strategy, especially as a personal brand, really be glued together. The next thing you can do is to share your journey. Make sure to share your journey, just like Gary Vee said, people who are willing to discuss their journeys instead of trying to front themselves as the next big thing are going to win. And I think that's so true. People can smell bullshit from a mile away. So going out on social media as a personal brand and immediately declaring yourself an expert or a coach or this or that when you're completely unqualified is not gonna come across well. It's so much better to say, Like Gary said, this is what my intuition says, or this is what I have experienced rather than you need to do this. You should do that. And that's what I've tried to embody through my own journey as well. Um, But I definitely have always felt the most authentic and the most true to myself when I've done that. It never feels right to say you need to do this or you need to do that. Especially if you haven't experienced it yourself, it's a lot better to be able to say, I've tried this and it worked well. I tried this and it didn't work so well. So Make sure that your journey is always at the forefront of what you're sharing and not, you know, just what you think you should be saying or what other influencers are saying. The next tip I have for you is don't over plan. Graphics and brand photos are amazing and a great way to batch content, but make sure there's some realness in what you're creating online. Give your community a taste of the real you, not just the pre-created, edited version of yourself. So yes, we all love to batch create. We love to have stuff planned out for a whole month in advance so that we don't have to worry about it. But the thing is, I feel like social media is becoming more and more casual and more and more everyday vulnerable. Authenticity is at the center of what people are looking for. And we can definitely be vulnerable and provide you know, value in content that is pre-planned and scheduled, but it's important to jump in there at least every once in a while to share something that's a bit more raw and real because that's what people are really going to connect with. The final tip I have for you today when it comes to planning your content is to be present. Here is a big one. Be present to your community. The best way to do this online nowadays is by being present in your Instagram stories. It's where you can be raw, honest, and 100% yourself. 
It's only there for 24 hours, and it gives each person in your community the chance to be a part of your day and your life. Another way you can do this is by replying to comments promptly, replying to DMs promptly. You don't want your audience to feel like they are your last priority, so try to be there for them like you would be there for a friend. So with those tips being shared, this brings us to the next piece of the puzzle, which is building our community. If you want to build a community that truly loves you, it takes more than just being vulnerable and present online. It's about building real direct connections with your audience. They are showing up for you by watching your videos, reading your captions, and interacting with your stories. But how are you showing up for them? Do you respond to their comments? Do you message your new followers, welcoming them to your community? Do you go to your followers' Instagram pages and show them some love? If you ask a question or do a poll on your stories, do you interact back with them? This is what's going to turn your followers into your community. Maybe you've heard of the 1000 True Fans Theory. Back in 2008, Wired editor Kevin Kelly wrote an essay called A Thousand True Fans, stating that an artist needs only a thousand true fans to maintain a fruitful online career. The theory is that if you have a thousand true fans, like ride or die, always there for you fans, and you decide to say, sell a t-shirt for $20, you would have the potential to make about $20,000. It's hard not to focus on that follower or subscriber count, but it's truly more about building the relationships with the folks who have already taken the time to be a part of your community, because all kinds of followers and subscribers don't mean much if they don't genuinely care about the content that you're sharing. Next up, that brings us to the final step of the personal brand success formula, and that is doing the work. You have a plan in place. Now it's time to implement it. I know some folks out there might hear the word influencer and imagine we're just sitting on our couch watching Netflix all day, snapping photos of our aesthetic homes and our nice nails or whatever, but that's not the case. I spend the majority of my time staring at a computer screen, typing, planning, recording, editing, doing video meetings, and so on. It's work, and a lot of it. I suggest coming up with a schedule that works with your current lifestyle to fit in all of this work that you're going to have to do to build up your personal brand. Maybe you still have a full-time job. Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent. Find the blocks of time throughout the day that you normally spend watching TV or scrolling through TikTok and dedicate a portion of that time to work on your brand. I would also make a list of things you need to accomplish daily, like Instagram engagement or responding to YouTube comments. This might make your phone time a little bit more intentional. The more you do the tasks needed to develop content, post stories, engage, etc., the easier and more natural it will all be. Just be patient and take it one step at a time. Remember, we are playing the long game. None of this is going to happen overnight. You need to set a plan and intention and execute it on at least three months before you evaluate the success of your venture. If you need help doing the work and would like to chat with us about our various social media services, just let us know. You can check out our services and fill out an application to work with us at creatorlymedia.com services. Reach out. We'd be happy to jump on a call with you and talk about how we can help with your podcast, your YouTube channel, or your Instagram. For now, though, if you follow these steps, stay consistent and be patient, your personal brand will not only grow, but your community will grow as well. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. 
If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.